This is Just Football. Welcome to Just Football, uh, here for another week of chat about all things football. Um, this week, you've got Dan S. hosting with Dan P. and Dave um, as well. So we've got the hat-trick um, or the trio with us. Um, this week's a little bit different because usually we, we record this sort of like Monday lunchtime-ish, um, but today we're filming it um, in the evening. Um, so how are you guys? Okay, I've, I've got a stinking cold day. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. And I'm also, I, I listened to last week's episode. I'm gutted I couldn't be part of last week's episode where we talk about the internationals. It's such a shame, but, um, yeah. you know, things move on, right? I feel so. like we covered it quite well, though, for you, on your behalf. Yeah, I, I had, I, I've got some comments for both of you, but um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll take it offline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Dave, how about you? How are you? I'm good, Dan. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm still celebrating the, uh, actually, the win from the Euros for the qualifiers. Big win. Big win Huge. against big win against the former European champion. The big win against the European champions in qualifying. That was so two weeks ago. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. Let's uh, let's move on. So um in uh aid of Halloween or in celebration of Halloween, which is tomorrow or at the time of this going out, I guess it'll be today. Um, we reached out on social media to see if anyone had any Halloween-themed players. And I believe we had our friend of the show, Joey, uh, send in a Halloween 11, which is with Dan. Yeah, exactly. It's better than a, a player. It's, it's a full 11-plus manager. So, uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, so this is from Joey. So, hi, Joey. So, the manager is Gerard Goulier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the formation he said is a spooky five four one. So in goal he's got oh, this, some of these are stretching it. I don't think I might saying that. Goalie, you've got you petter check under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> in defence, we've got Boney Hibbert. We've got Martin Scaretool. <laughs> we've got Zat. We've got Zat Knight. Uh, sorry, I'll say it again. Zat Knight of the Living Dead. Uh, Daniel Agar. Leighton Brains. I, got, I like that one. Um, in midfield, we've got Nightmare on Elmander Street, Chad <laughs> Adams Family, Stephen Graveyard, and Ricky Van Werewolfswinkle. And up front on his own is Robin Van <laughs> Very impressive. I, I like that. It did make me chuckle. That, yeah. that is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I would change a couple of players. Well, oh, have you got any players in there, Dave? Well, goalkeeper, Casper Schmeichel. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 And managing Thomas Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, very good. i here all day. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> did you have any extra players to add? No, I completely forgot. Only I did do a couple on... Oh, I did Luis Suarez. I did initially have Bukayo Saka. I'm not doing the arg enough. Um, and Nemanja Vidwich. I think I had them. Yeah, the, only ones, the only ones I had extra to those, which I posted on, on social media, were Jack Gaulish, 
Um, yeah. Frankenstein Lampard, which you've already mentioned, a Frankenstein reference. And as a referee, I've got a Howard Spiderweb as well. <laughs> oh, Very good. Wayne, Wayne Booney. Wayne Booney or Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Booney. Yeah, that's good as well. Yeah, uh, well, just, yeah given I knew Lord Joey had done his bit, I'd put my tools down. Yeah, same yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's done all the work for us. He's put us to shame. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> we, should, we should challenge him to do a bonfire night one, which is only a few days away. <laughs> well, there you go, Joey. Come on. <laughs> right, let's let's move on to some of the news. So a big weekend in football. I'm sure we save it every week, but it felt like quite a big weekend in football. Um, so our, in, if we cast our eyes over a premiership to start with. So Friday night, uh, we had... Crystal Palace playing Tottenham, which I feel like is the first time I've watched Tottenham on a Friday night. I don't feel like that's 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 no. happened before. Um, but Dan, did you see the game? Uh, who, who was that? Yes, I did watch the game. Sorry, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? Um, yeah, I thought it was an odd game, wasn't it? I thought we played really well, or Tottenham played really well. Um, there was just that lack of. It's just we weren't creating decisive it felt like we, we didn't have that decisive chance do, do, do you know what I mean it was um but otherwise you know I think I think we played really well and again um you know I'll do the caveat might just be 10 games as people say but I'm just enjoying seeing how they're playing and, and that they're playing with smiles on their faces again yeah Dave did you see the game at all I did not although I did message you and said I didn't realize football was happening on a Friday oh yeah I do remember you saying that I think you um yeah, you cast a blind eye to a Tottenham game. Yeah, maybe because of Tottenham, I completely ignored it. I, I think the Friday night game, I think I sometimes do that. I, I think sometimes it gets to Saturday morning before I've, before I've realised there's a game. Is it also, I forgot to set up my fantasy team as well. All the, even though the app was reminding me, hey, you've got to set up your team, I still ignored it because I thought the games were on Saturday instead of Friday. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the game and I actually felt like either team could have won. I felt like Crystal Palace gave us a good game. Um, I felt like we were better second half and I think once we were ahead, we were okay. Um, but God, was it a nervy injury time after yeah. they scored. Yeah. Well, it's like we we were one up. We hadn't had a shot on target. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think we only had one shot on target and we won 2-1. I, th- yeah, I think that's exactly. Yeah. Game. I think it's only one shot on target. And, and and that's what I mean. You know, it felt good in, in the sense that we controlled the game, most of the game. We had like 76% of the possession. But yeah, when that goal went in, because it was quite late on, wasn't it, the Palace goal? It might have even been in added time. It was. And then it was and eight, eight minutes added on then, wasn't there? There's was a controversial goal as well. Yeah. I watched, well, when, they, when it happened live, and for anyone who didn't see it, um, AU, it kind of hit, it felt like it hit his shoulder and then kind of rolled That's down right. his arm and then that put the ball in a place where it well taken goal when he struck it. Um, but then the referee, obviously VAR watched it and I reckon it, it watched it about 10, 11 times before, before they made the decision it was a goal. But I watched the replay twice. I was like, they're definitely going to, they're definitely going to yeah. rule that out. We were there's, texting there's no each other, weren't we? Yeah. yeah, there's no way there's, that's not. We had a whole conversation in the time that a handball decision <laughs> yeah. was made. But it, to me, it just felt like it wasn't a, a goal. Because um, like, he benefited from a ball hitting his hand and dropping in the right position. That, to me, I thought it, was a wall when, when it comes yeah. to attacking. But. And do you know what? Friday seems so long ago now because I'd completely forgotten that. But 
I'm sure we'll probably come on to it, but it just goes back to the It's just consistency of decisions, isn't it? It's it's frustrating because to yeah. me, I thought that was the I thought that was an easy one to rule out. Um, but you know, maybe there's bias, but I thought that was an easy one to rule out. I, I, and it's just confusing now. It is getting confusing. Yeah, so, for me, yeah. as oh, a, I mean, no, it's all good. So see, I like Palace. They're kind of my second league team. For me, it was handball. Should have been disallowed. But I think, I don't know whether we're going to come on to it a bit later, VAR and the PGMOL now are at crisis point. Yeah, but I reckon we could probably say that every week. I think they were at crisis point a few weeks ago with the Tottenham-Liverpool game. It's, it's getting worse. Yeah. I've said Sadly. it a few times now. I'd actually just do away with VAR. Keep, keep, the, keep the goal line tech. But I, I just want, you know, let's go back to the old days. It felt better then. Yeah, indeed. Um, but obviously, Tottenham's win put them top of the league um, with a bit of a safety net. So they stayed top the entire weekend. So that was quite nice. Quite nice enjoying the results coming on Saturday, knowing we'd stay top. Um, and then we moved on to Saturday's games. Um, I can we- ask you a quick question. Sorry, before we yeah, move on to the Saturday game. Because you played on a kind of probably more of a emotional or psychological question, because you played on a Friday, did it have a positive impact on your weekend? So you kind of felt good. Yeah. You- Do you know what? I, I'm going to say no to that. Really? It, 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 was ni- it, it was nice to get the win and it was nice to be top of the league. But I felt like because Tottenham got our game out of the way, I felt like I lost interest in the rest of the football for the weekend a, a little bit because my team had already played, so there was nothing to look out for. That's so fine. You can just carry on with your merry way and not worry about it. Well, yeah, but it's just... I've never, I haven't experienced Tottenham playing on a Friday night before. And I think it's the same if your team plays on the Monday night as well. It feels like the, the weekend slot is almost a little bit empty because your team's not there. Yeah. Dan, I don't know if you felt the same. No, no, I, I was saying I, I, I absolutely get it. I mean, to answer Dave's question, yes, especially as it was a win, it does set you up. But yeah, I, I agree with you that you've then got Saturday and Sunday where, yes, there, there were a couple of games I was interested in, but yeah, you kind of miss that Saturday afternoon um, or even Sunday evening, something to look forward to. But what was weird as well, that week, Tottenham played Monday night last week as well. So we played two weeknights uh, yeah. last, last week. So that was and also... We're playing, and we're playing Monday night coming up as well. Again. We just don't yeah. play weekends anymore. We're just not a weekend team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is... Yeah, it's, it's, as I said at the start, I don't think I've experienced Tottenham playing on a Friday night before, and I'm not convinced I like it. Um I'd rather, I think if, I'd rather if, if we win, long may it continue. And I think I'm generally busier on Fridays as well because I usually have my kids, so I can only watch it with like half half an eye. Sure. Um, there we go. So if, if the FA is listening, Premier League's listening, can we sort it out with Dan's <laughs> social <laughs> life there, please? Thank you. So we move on to Saturday's games and the lunchtime game um, was Chelsea playing Brentford. And Chelsea lost 2-0 at home to Brentford. Um, and actually, the second goal, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the second goal was when uh, Chelsea keeper went up. Oh, yes, yeah, I did see it. Oh, yes. And yeah, yeah, Brentford yeah. broke away and scored um, in the last few minutes, which um, was nice to watch. Um, it's funny, I messaged you and you, you thought I took you took it as a, as a dig at yourself, but I honestly didn't mean to, but I said, didn't I? The corner that Chelsea were turning was the shortest corner I've known because a lot of people were saying that. Yeah. And 
like, like I think I said it in last week's pod with, with me and Dave, I felt like Chelsea got a couple of results in the bounce, not against great teams, yeah. but I felt like yeah. that may have been the start. Um, but then to lose 2 0 to Brentford. And do you want to know an interesting fact about Brentford? Go on. At Stamford Bridge. So Thomas Frank's their manager, that's his name, isn't it? Out of my blank. Thomas Frank has won more games at Stamford Bridge this calendar year than Pochettino and Lampard put together. Hey, do you want to tell him what you... Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, because I put that in the chat. Oh, did you put that in the chat as well? <laughs> yeah, I knew about it already. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. But it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Though, isn't it? It's amazing. Fact, yeah. was, he, was he won twice? Yeah, there? yeah. And, and Pochettino's won once? And Lampard didn't win any games at Stamford Bridge. Well, that's what it is. You hear it as a stat, right? And yeah, it is amazing. But then when you hear that the amount of times he's won there is just twice, that makes it mind blowing, doesn't it? Yeah. For a club it's like Chelsea, to get, to yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think in a couple of years' time, Chelsea will be a really good team if they keep their squad. Uh, keep Pochettino as well. Do you think he can turn it around? No, I do. Yeah. It, it just they need to. Patience and time. Yeah. Fans fans are usually willing to give that. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Because obviously their owners are American owners now and not really too au fait with how English football works, I guess. And I wonder if they kind of follow suit and get rid of Pochettino quickly, like most other football clubs do, or whether they will take a step back and just let him get on with it. Yeah, short-termism is usually the way forward. The thing I'd say about Chelsea, though, is yes, they will be a better team again. Uh, it's and it's something I'll probably say when we discuss one of the results. We've always said, or it's always been said, that the Premier League is one of the most competitive leagues. But I think this year is proving that even more so. And I think a whole range of other teams are improving. And, and I think a lot can change in two years. So that I think it's this, it's not just a state of where Chelsea will be at two years. It's where all the other teams are going to be in two years. Yeah. I'll also say maybe there's a few teams that are getting worse. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But Chelsea is one of those teams that have got worse, haven't they? Yeah, without question. Yeah. Chelsea have got, um, they're going Tottenham, Tottenham Chelsea next weekend, like, like as Dan just said. And Chelsea have always been a bit of a bogey team for Tottenham. But it feels like this for should be the most confident Tottenham have gone into that fixture in a long, long time. The word should is doing a lot of lifting in that sentence, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, then we, we get on to the three o'clock games, and there was only actually a handful of three o'clock games. Um, first one on my list is Arsenal hammering Sheffield United 5-0, uh, with Nketiah scoring. Was Nketiah scored three? It was, it was a hat-trick, wasn't yeah. it? I don't know if he scored four. Yeah, a hat-trick is three. Yeah, I know that. But I wasn't sure <laughs> <scored> four. <laughs> yeah, David. it was very, very good hat trick. Uh, his third goal was brilliant. He smashed yeah. it in. It was around the same time that, I don't know if you can come on to it, but Kane scored his wonder goal. Yeah. But um, Sheffield United are terrible. Truly, truly terrible. They they offered nothing. I think they had one shot, maybe, that wasn't on top. That one shot, I don't think it was on target. They had a corner was on the like 90th minute or something. That's offered nothing, but they haven't spent any money. They haven't really improved their squad. I feel sorry for Paul Heckingbottom because they are going to get beat everywhere they go. But one point, Apart from ten maybe games. Luton. Yeah, one point. Yeah, one point in ten. Yeah, ten games gone. One point. Goal difference uh, minus yeah. twenty-two. Uh, Arsenal were good, but they didn't have to be great to beat Sheffield. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because when Sheffield United went to Tottenham, they, they should have beaten us. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we luckily pulled it around. But yeah, it doesn't look right for them um, at the moment, does it? Um, okay, so let's move on to the next game. So we had Bournemouth beat Burnley 2-1, uh, which is quite an important game down at, down at the bottom, isn't it? Um, moves Bournemouth just above the relegation zone. Yeah, there was controversy in that game. Yeah, right, because... I heard it, but I don't know too no- too much what the noise was about. Do you know the details? Yeah, so they, I can't remember which minute it was, but Burnley thought they'd scored an equaliser. Yeah. It went to VAR. Initially, VAR drew the lines incorrectly against the run player, and they took five minutes, 27 seconds to reach a decision to disallow the goal. Wow. So it's a very, very long time, but they did get the right decision. Important. They, they didn't well, screw it up. It just took a very, very long time. The thing is, with offside, it should be fairly instant, right? Like, because we, we keep on getting told the offside decision is factual. It's, it's black or black or white. So to take five minutes to get to that decision. Yeah, I completely agree. If we look at uh, the World Cup in Qatar, they had semi-automated offsides. That worked really well. I believe that's also the case in Champions League. Yeah. So getting these decisions really, really quick takes a lot of pressure, pressure off the VAR officials, but it also helps those in the in the stadiums, you know, the fans. Yeah. I mean, if you're waiting five minutes, that's a long, long time without really knowing what's going on. Yeah. Same for the referees just sitting or standing there as well as the players. Yeah, agreed. It's not good enough. I mean, the problem is people want quick decisions, but if you rush decisions, you can get them wrong. On the flip side, if you're taking too long, people are going to complain. What do people want? Correct decisions. Exactly. And ultimately, they came to the correct decision. Yeah, agreed. Um, okay, and then and the last game on Saturday was Wolves drawing with Newcastle. So Wolves extended their unbeaten run to five matches. Um, oh, that was a really good game, actually. Sorry. The... Yeah, do you want to do some commentary on it? No, no, just that I thought Wolves, Wolves played really well, especially in the second half. I think they played really well. Um, and yeah, it was it, again. It was another one of those games, I think, for Newcastle. But it, but in terms of um, you know, it was one of those typical Premier League games that you want to see, sort of either end, quite quite fast paced. Yeah, I thought it was a good game. More controversy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the details of that one, Dave. Do you want to run through that one quickly? Certainly. So Newcastle United were awarded a penalty, which they scored from the I believe it's Fabian Shah, who was the one who was. Fouled. Now, I was so fouled, it was a dive, but the review went to VAR, who still awarded the penalty, even though I think you could watch two replays and you could tell Shard dived. Because the Wolves player, I think he, he went on to score the Wolves second, apologies, I don't know his name. He pulled out the challenge, but the Wolves, Wolves player dived and got a penalty. Yeah, it was, it was quite, quite shocking, really, wasn't it? It was, and unfortunately, where VAR's been brought in to correct these type of mistakes, they've made a big mistake. People are losing faith. Oh, indeed. Um, so, uh, moved on to Sunday's games. Um, Everton got a big win at West Ham, because obviously West Ham have had some good results this year. Uh, Everton haven't, um, and Everton picked up a 1-0 win, which is good. Wait, that's a result I, there, isn't it? Sorry for that Everton. That is a result, yeah. That really um, is, yeah. Because that takes Everton um, up to 10 points. They were just a couple of points above Luton um, at the time. So, yeah, so I think they probably needed that. I think um, especially as what might happen to them. Yeah, yes, yeah. actually, yeah. Um, Aston Villa won again. 
to, to beat Luton Town 3-1. Do you know um, that that is 12 home games unbeaten now or 12 wins at home for, for Villa and Emery. Which yes. I think good. And I was and sorry, just to bring him in again, it, I was talking to Joey earlier and apparently Emery has never played an, or never had a nil-nil game in the Premier League, which again feels quite uh, quite impressive. And there was a stat you said the other day that he's also never signed an English player. Yeah, I think 163 transfers. He's never signed an English player. Now he's only had a couple of seasons in in the Premier League, I think. But yeah, that, that's quite a stat as well. And look how successful he's been. Maybe maybe that's the way. <laughs> maybe that's the way forward. But some stats on stats on Aston Villa because they are, are obviously doing uh, really well. Where, where are they now? They are fifth fifth in the in the Premiership. Um, but some stats on them you just mentioned with 11 wins in a row, Villa have the third best home record in the top five European leagues. There is this is their best home run since 13 in a row in 1983. Big year 1983. A lot of special, lot of special stuff happened that year. Um, before the run, Villa had won just 10 of 30 home matches and lost 13 of these games. In 2023, Villa have earned 62 points. So in the calendar year, Villa have earned 62 points from 31 games. Only Man City have more. Mm. So if if it was a calendar year, Villa would be second yeah. um, at, at the moment. Um, since Emery's appointment, they have a fourth best team in the Premier League in terms of points, and Villa have scored 17 goals in four home league goals goals this season. And Douglas Luis is the first Villa player to score in six consecutive games at Villa Park in the Premier League, surpassing the record previously held by any guesses consecutive games at Villa. Graham Taylor, uh, Dwight York. Oh yeah. In in 1996, and I think I read somewhere, and I. I'm going to caveat that this this probably needs a fact check, but I've read somewhere that he's averaging more than two points a game um, at the moment, um, and Sweet. usually on that sort of form, that's that's where Premier League winners come from on that sort of form. And Emery's put them under. So this is what I was saying though earlier in today's point about Chelsea is at the moment like Villa. This is the second year now, second season where so last year they did well, this year they're improving on that. So so this is what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting for Chelsea to see how quickly they can turn it round, and and it's in relation to what some of these other teams are doing. Yeah, but you also feel with Aston Villa, it's, it's obviously an exciting time to be an Aston Villa fan, but you feel like they're doing it the right way. It's not yeah. like yeah. you know Newcastle or Man City when they got good, or Chelsea when they got good. They haven't been given an abundance of money. They've just started playing good football under a good manager, and it's easier to get behind a club that does that. Yeah, agreed. Any more thoughts on Aston Villa before we move on to the next few results? Not from me. Um, so then we saw Brighton and Fulham uh, draw one all. Um, Liverpool beat Nottingham Forest 3-0, so a comfortable win for Liverpool at home. And then we had the Manchester derby, uh, which we should probably talk about in a little bit more detail. It's got a good Man- stat on this one if you, about Man United if you haven't got one. Let's, yeah, let me, yeah, so the result was Man City... Well, they won 3-0 um, at Old Trafford, um, which is obviously quite embarrassing for a club like Manchester United to lose that comfortably at home to their rivals. Um, very, I watched the game. I felt like Man City controlled it. I don't feel Man United really got close. I think I had a couple of chances after they started losing, but never really were in the game. I don't, did you guys both watch it? I, I watched it, and so I've, I've seen them a few times now. So they played us. The way I view Manchester United now is regardless of whether they play home or away, they play like they're the away team. Mm-hmm. It's defensive, 
and hoping to catch teams on the counter-attack. That, that's all I see is fast breaks and long balls from them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I've got a stat on this game as well, and I'm just, I wonder if I let Dan go with his stats. No, no, you do yours. You do, you do yours. You're the host. So, Man United have now lost as many games at home during the post-Ferguson era as they did when Ferguson was in charge for 26 years. Yeah, that, that's one I had, and that's incredible. That's it incredible, is, isn't it? How long has Fergie been gone? Six, six years, seven years, do you reckon? And he was there uh, 10 years. He's been gone 10 years, I think. He's been gone 10 years. So in that but 10 years... he was years, managing 26 years, years wasn't he? Yeah, for 26 yeah. years. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, again, that's, uh, it, that, that is one of those ones where it just feels like it, it shouldn't happen or it can't happen. Yeah, yeah. And you remember back when they were in that era where they were unstoppable, Old Trafford was a fortress. He just never wanted to go there. Yeah. Where now it's a bit, oh, okay, Man United, Old Trafford, we'll, we'll see how we get on type attitude whereas before it was just yep. it's um it's it's bad and i also um read as well because obviously man united are going through some problems um and i got the man united forwards attacking stats um so everyone across itself as an attacker and you've got anthony garnacho if that's how you pronounce it hoyland martial rashford and sancho who are their attackers have scored one goal and one assist between them. Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw a list of Ten Hag signings, and you know, you look at them. There's a there's a big number on loan or free. Again, not necessarily a problem, but none of them, you know, that none of them seem to on paper blow you away. Yeah, and and it just feels like I don't know what's going on at that club, but it just does feel like again they're going through the managers, kind of like we did. You know, they're going through the managers, but at what point do you say that it's not the manager that's at 40? They're going through the managers, but they spend a lot of Tottenham. And I'm not trying to you know, praise Tottenham, but they spend a significant amount of money as well. You look at Anthony, was he 80, 90 million pounds? Yeah, something, something like that, yeah. Mason Mount, 60 pounds. Banana. 60, 60 pounds or 60 million. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> they, they spend a lot of money, but are not very good players. And the players they have aren't very likable either. I mean, as opposing fans, you're not meant to like players, but you know, everyone pretty much likes Haaland as a player. They like De Bruyne. But you look at Anthony, who likes Anthony? Genuinely, who yeah. likes Lissandro Martinez? Who likes Bruno Fernandes? Yeah. Well, talking about Anthony, he had that disgusting thing at the end of the game, didn't he? Where he just completely lashed out at someone. I forgetting who who, who was in the player and squared up to him, and he should he should have been yeah. sent off. If that game wasn't done and dusted, he would have been sent off. We well, he kicked out. Was it uh, Doku? Yeah, yeah, Doku. That's the one. Yeah, so he kicked out twice at Doku in, in very short period of time. Then I think Doku put his hat, his finger up toward Anthony, saying, "Don't do that." And then Anthony slapped his hand away. A couple. I mean, just for those two kicks alone, he should have been sent off. Yeah. And then the it was way a proper he had slash at him, wasn't it? It was a proper slash at him. And there I was saw, no intent to play the ball. Yeah, and I saw a video today from the other angle, from as if from the sideline. And it's even worse because you also hear the contact. Yeah. And, and I'm amazed. I'm amazed at that. I mean, it's not like that game didn't have its own controversies penalty-wise anyway, right? Yeah. Well, if you remember a few years ago, Martinelli got sent off for two offences in very quick succession. Yeah. What what Anthony did was far worse than what Marcelli yeah. did. Yeah. And he only got a yellow card. 
Yeah. Well, this is where VAR should be flagging up and go, by the way, that's a definite red card that's just happened there. Yeah. You may have missed it, but that's where VAR should be intervening in that moment. Yeah, completely agree. Um, you, you mentioned about the amount um, Man United has spent. Ten Hag has spent four t- around four hundred million since he's joined that club. There's not four hundred million pounds worth of improvements from Solskjaer. Solskjaer zero, is there? No, and he's that's a team that have gone backwards. Yeah. And I think, as, as I said previously, I don't think Ten Hag is a very good manager. He well. He's not been. He's not the right man for Man United. I don't think he obviously. Is, who who like, is at the moment? Because they've gone through the managers. That's, that's the problem, me. isn't it? If you get rid of Ten Hag, which is, is interesting actually, because I know a couple of Man United fans and they want Ten Hag to stay. Like we're quite behind him, and I just don't understand why. I just I feel like it needs a change, and I feel like he he may have fallen out with a good few players. But the thing is, let, right? So we mentioned Alex Ferguson or Sir Alex. After that was David Moyes, who's now winning European trophies with West Ham. Okay, it was a conference league, but this is a third season in a row. And and yes, okay, there was a flirt with relegation, but he's winning stuff. They had Mourinho, who did win a, a couple of trophies with them, and they got rid of him. Um, then it was Solskjaer. I can't remember Solskjaer's tenure, what it was like. I don't like, think he won anything. But Ten Hag won the, the League Cup last year. Yeah, well, well that's it. And then you had um, Rangnick, R- Rangnick, Ralph Rangnick, yeah. um, yes, yeah. who who again, I think he said some things that are coming, proving to come true. I think they got him in because he was more of like an analytical brain, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and then Ten Hag's come in. And like you said, I think he was doing well before, you know, in, the, in his uh, career beforehand. And now there just feels like there's something in the club. And whether it's the ownership, I don't want to take the easy route out and say it's the ownership. But they've had managers who have come in and have since gone on either to win stuff there or or win stuff either side of being there. So it's just one of these things that it feels like he, there's something he is, he is making, in the club. He is making weird decisions though, isn't he, on the field? Like you can't he, blame he that on the owners. Like I read somewhere like they've just got Reggie on, haven't they? And they're now playing Lindelof out of position and Reggie on the bench. And yeah, they've right. spent all that money on Mason Mount, who's the number seven of the club. It's a big number to hold. And he's not you wonder first though, was it? Start. Well, he shouldn't be petty and I'm not saying he's, but you wonder were they his signings? Well, Maybe. I haven't got a sporting director, so I imagine they are his son. If you look at who played centre-back yesterday, they had uh, Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans. Johnny Evans is playing in front of the, uh, Varane right now. Yeah. What Johnny Evans had no club for months, and Man yeah. United signed him on a free. He was only there to train and keep fit. Now he's the, to me, he's the only one that's acting like a captain, like a leader of that team at the moment. I feel like the rest are just... Do you know what's even yeah. worse for me? is these rumours, and, and it seems like that it will happen that, te- well, potentially they're going to sign De Gea again. Now, if they yeah. do, I think the club have got to look at themselves then because the way they treated him when they let him go and all the abuse he then got from a section of the fans to now sign him again, I, I don't get that. Yeah, it's uh, it feels like a step, but they should never have got rid of De Gea. He was, he was a golden exactly. glove winner last year. He should, exactly. They didn't need, they could have, he could have played for another season easy. Completely agree. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird... So I've got two questions for you both. Um, would you rather, as a would you rather game, be a Man United fan or a Chelsea fan at this moment in time? I think Chelsea. I'd rather be Chelsea. Yeah. Okay, and reasons? I think there's a glimmer I... of hope at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, it, there's prospects. So when you look at Chelsea, they've signed... They seem to have, even though it seems to get weird, they have got some semblance of a plan. 
So they are signing players on long contracts, but they're youth players with potential. So in theory, they'll grow, develop over time uh, and hopefully improve from a Chelsea perspective. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, it just needs to be a bit of squad cleansing, doesn't there? Like with a lot of uh, the amount yeah. of players they've got. Uh, absolutely. And we look at Manchester United. There's, I don't see, I, I like Rasmus Hoyland. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah. Uh, other than that, if, if I look at Arsenal, I wouldn't take any of their players apart from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Sorry, I was just going to say, just to add to what Dave said, is um, with Chelsea as well, with Pochettino, I I think I'd have more faith in him turning around the plan that Chelsea have got. Um, And also, you know, Man United, there was big bust up with Ronaldo and what's going on with Sancho. So that's what I'm trying to say. There's stuff going on. So Sancho, it it got filled this week that he's having lunch delivered to him in a box in his change room because he's banned from the canteen. They're waiting for um, an apology for him, aren't they? And that, that, even yes, that feels petty. It's like, bloody hell, you've got a good player there who just needs to be managed properly. Yeah. Get him in a room and sort this problem out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm not saying Chelsea are the better club than United, but I think I can see Chelsea coming out of their rut quicker than United. Yeah. I, I It's weird, isn't it? Because I feel like Chelsea need to give Pochettino time. I feel yeah. like Man United need to get rid of Ten Hag. Is, is where I'm at, in my opinions. Uh, who would you replace? I oh, know none of us are United. Poster Coglu. Would Poster Coglu wouldn't be good for United. Poster Coglu wouldn't be good for no. United. I should say no, that. He's a one-club man, Poster Coglu. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... he's, um, he's... I, I don't know, and I don't know who would want it at the moment. I, mm. I feel like not many players want to go into that club. Many, sorry, many managers would want to go into that club. Dante's free. It, it is a mess from top to bottom. So obviously, there, there's issues with the old club ownership. Yeah. Issues with the infrastructure, so you can see the stadium roof is leaking. Yeah. And there's clearly issues on the training ground. Yeah. It feels like a bit of a poison chalice at the moment. Did you say Conte's free? He's still free, isn't he? Yeah, I think he is. The other person I thought might take it at some point is Southgate when he steps away from England. No, I think that would eat him up, that job. I think that would swallow him alive. Yeah, maybe. Interesting one. Okay, next question for you both. Who is the first manager to be sacked this year? We haven't had one yet, which is we feel like we're quite late. We've caught away through the season. In the who, Premier who League, going to be the first in the Premier League, yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say Joey Barton's just been sacked. Uh, that did make me chuckle. Who, who's just been sacked? Sorry, Joey Barton. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, it feels like it's going to be. It's going to be like. Um, Do you think it's going to be a big name, or is it going to be someone towards the bottom, like? Is it like a Wolves? Like you could probably. Say, I don't know, but they're doing well. Sheffield no, United manager. No, Sheffield, I don't think, I think the bottom three, I think it will keep their managers. I don't think, I don't think, maybe, so maybe it's whether uh, Bournemouth or if Bournemouth get dragged back in, but I, I, Everton, don't, I don't know. Should, 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 could Sean Dyche be the next, next manager to be sacked? I don't think so. I think because they're, they're flirting with this 12 point deduction. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be really I, harsh. I don't think they'll be able to afford Maybe it will be. You know, United, the thing is, either them or even maybe, I know we said about Chelsea, but if either of them go on a run of two or three more defeats, then I think the pressure's just going to be on the board there. Yeah, okay. Maybe no one's going to be sacked. No, I can't see you. It'd be brilliant if that that happened, wouldn't it? No one's going to be sacked. That's a prediction. Wow, that's a a bold prediction. (laughs) I don't don't think Ten Hag's last in the season. I think he'll be out before the end. That's what I'm saying. I, th- I think, and I think Bournemouth is probably a good shout as well. However, they've just won one for first, after four successive losses, so maybe a bit of a reprieve, maybe. But yeah, time will tell. Okay, so not a definitive answer on that. So 
Well, I've got a question for you, for you both. Penalty? Was it a penalty? United game. Do you like game? game? I think they both <laughs> could have been, or we should have been. I'm sitting on the fence with this one. I don't know. I think by the letters of the law, I think it's a foul. But I think if that's given, then you have five, six penalties a game. It opens the floodgates up, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't but, know. But if it's a foul, should it not be? In, and if we start awarding a penalty, does that not start changing the behaviour then? Well, I don't think it's a behaviour. I think like, it's a natural impulse. Well, it just feels like we're saying, well, then we ha- then change the law then because it feels like we're trying to make, we're trying to do a workaround for something. No, to, be, to be completely clear, I'm sitting completely on the fence. I don't have a decision <laughs> either way. So I'm not trying to change any law. I'm saying to say, I don't know. So I think, I think City's penalty was a penalty when I look at it. The, the attacker was past the defender. The defender's arm was right round the waist of the attacker. And he was pulling him back. So I think it was a penalty. Do I think the City one, uh, the United one should have been a penalty? Yeah, I think it does. I think it should have been. But for me, we're going back to, you know, I, I don't want to contradict what we've been saying elsewhere. If these are fouls and they should be penalties, then they should be given. If we get two or three a game, then we we either change the law of whether that is a foul or not, or that then hopefully should start changing the behaviour. Like we're seeing now with the handball, you know, the defenders having to put their arms in the weirdly unnatural position, then it might have to change the way the game's played. I, Yes, you see, I do think it was a penalty, although I wouldn't have given it. Because it is now set a precedent. Yeah. Every single time there's an incident in the penalty box, someone holds a shirt, penalty. penalty in penalty. that game alone, though, that second one should have been, because we know referees will do have different opinions, but that yeah. is my beef in that game. Is he literally 10 minutes earlier or, or however long, It's or 10 minutes later, sorry, it's a similar incident, and he yeah, didn't give it. Rasmus Holland, wasn't it? Yeah. So the same referee is what bugs me on that. Yeah, it's the same as when you start a match, someone commits a foul and it's a yellow card foul. They don't give it because it's too early. Then, you know, yeah, the too in. early thing always makes me laugh. Yeah, so yeah. again, it is that consistency and behaviour as a referee. It shouldn't matter whether the foul happens in the first minute or the 90th. It's warranted yeah, a yellow that card. Give the really yellow winds card. me up. That's really wound me up, Dave. Yeah, yeah, you're right, because they play the game week in, week out. They've played it for years. So whether it's 20 seconds, 20 minutes... Or 120 minutes. A foul is a foul, right? Or a booking is a booking. I don't get exactly. it. Exactly. Uh, but it. you also notice who's being booked for dissent now. No one. Yeah. And yeah. it's completely stopped. Yeah. And players are still crowding the referee. They're still asking for players to be booked, waving the imaginary unit card. And also, you know that, that thing about, uh, yeah, you've wound me up. <laughs> you know that thing about um, it being too early or, you know, that's two. You know when you see the referee saying that's two. Well, then me as another player, I'm just going to think, well, I've got two fouls in me before I get booked. Yeah. But no, because it encourages then these these challenges. And it's like, well, hold on. You've, you've booked me on my first challenge. He's had two or three. Then some players get away with five or six. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're a striker, you seem to get away with more, even though it's pretty yeah. the same challenge as a defender might. Yeah. Dan, if you calm down now, we can we move on? <laughs> yeah. I did want to call out a couple of games on Saturday, though. That's yeah, right. Somewhere else. Just, I, I know this must happen all the time, but there was just a couple of results that stood out for me that I'd heard. So Rangers beat Hearts 2-1. But they scored, again, they were 1-0 down and they scored a penalty in the 90th and scored the, the winner in the 93rd minute. And I just love these games where teams come, come from behind really late on. But then to top that, in Italy, 
um, Cagliari, who I think are um, managed by Ranieri, they were 3-0 down in the 49th minute and they come back to win 4-3. They scored their first goal on the 72nd minute, second on 76. Then they scored the third, the equaliser on 94th minute and they scored their winner in the 96th. So yeah, they were 3-0 down and, 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 and won 4-3. Yeah, with the first goal in 72, 72nd minute. Wow. Um, a, a couple of other games I was going to mention as well is the, the Bayern Munich game, uh, which was nil-nil at half-time um, with three red cards. Um, yeah, all three red cards yeah. were in, in yeah. the half-time. So that was Bayern down to 10 men and Darm statched 98 down to nine men. Bayern scored eight goals in the second half <laughs> uh, to win the match 8-0 with Harry Kane scoring a hat-trick. But one of Harry Kane's goals, and we've talked about this over the weekend, was from his own half. Um, he's finally done it. He's finally done it. He did it once in, a, in the Spurs friendly uh, match um, against Juventus one year, uh, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's he's done it. He's, he's joined that club. Of, and I tried to Google some other players which have scored from their own half. And you obviously get Beckham, you get Rooney. I think Rooney might have done it twice. Um, you get Charlie Adam, obviously a big name. Um, Your goalkeepers have done it as well. Yeah, Paul so, Robinson did it for Tottenham. I think Beckham's was slightly better. They were talking about it on radio because Beckham scored from the touch li- uh, the sideline, didn't he? I think he was further over. What, where Harry Kane's was central? Yeah. And yeah, I think Harry I would like to have seen Harry Kane. I, I think I would. Yeah, I think I would <laughs> like to see Harry Kane take a couple less touches before he did it. But you know, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure his coach has fed that back to him as well. <laughs> no, it was a great but, goal, though. It was a great goal. And I mentioned the championship as well. Yeah, and in particular Leicester City. Yeah. So Leicester City currently top of the championship with 39 points, having played 14 games. They've won 13 of those. And do you know how many points clear they are of third, which has put them in the automatic promotion spots? 14. 14, yeah. Which well, is I've got a table in front of me. No, I'm Have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's which is second on 34 points. So they're flying as well. It's quite incredible. Yeah. I quite like Leicester. I'd like to see them come. Well, it looks like they are going to come back up, but I'd like to see them come back up. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and Sheffield Wednesday, who obviously won that dramatic playoff um, to come up into the championship, but having an awful season, aren't they? After they got rid of their manager, who got them promoted, and they're only on only on six points. It's a terrible season for the Steel City. Yes. Yeah. 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 So their Sheffield counterparts are not doing too much better. Um, and Seven also, also in um, in England, we had. Well, we we got Wrexham in the promotion automatic promotion spots down in down in League Two, um, which is a team I quite like to follow. Um, and also, we had Benham score a double in the El Clasico yeah. in his first El Clasico to beat to beat Barcelona. And he is obviously we talk about it a lot, but he's still flying um, over in Spain. Um, a few other, one other result I picked out from, and there's probably a few in the Champions League, but we're just off the back of the European week with Brighton beating Ajax, which I know Dave, you weren't too impressed with when when we mentioned it, but no, I think that's impressed. a big, I think that's a big win for Brighton in their in their first European Championship. I think the context is, but if you look at the way the mess that Ajax are in, it's not. Yeah, yeah, they're the bottom of the Eredivisie. Yeah, um, but I, I was still impressed. Uh, other news around is uh, like you mentioned earlier David Rubalis has been banned from football following that um, Women's World Cup final 
Um, and I've bought, did he say three, three years? I think he's three been years. Yeah. Three years he's been banned from football. Um, Tonali is now banned after getting that lap of honour in last week's <laughs> last week's match. Yeah. He's, he's now banned. Yeah, 10 months banned. 10 month ban must be the first time ever a player's got a lap of honour and then facing a 10 month ban after after that which is impressive and the other thing to talk about is the Ballon d'Or um, which is going on as we speak now I don't want you to look at the list and I want to tell you why um, because our quiz is about Ballon d'Or and, and the current nominees so I know you were looking at it before <laughs> but I need you to turn off the lists because um, we're going to go into quiz mode in just a second. Is there any other um, um, things over the weekend or football-related news yeah. that you guys want to mention? Just just a couple of things. And it's like, you know, again, we, we do complain and criticise a lot of things, but, you know, football, we've got to take it into context. There's been a couple of shocking things happen. So Luis Diaz's parent or his dad has been kidnapped, hasn't he? See, in Colombia. Yes, that's right, yeah. Um, which isn't, you know, unfortunately, isn't the first time we've kind of heard of that sort of thing happening. So obviously I hope that that resolves quickly, but it's just, yeah, imagine having to deal with that as a, as a club. But also, um, I, I sent it to you both last night. The Was it Olympic Lyonnais and Olympic Marseille? The, I can't remember which ones, which way it was, but the fans attacking the bus and Fabio Grosso. Did you see the amount of blood he had on him? Oh, yeah. I You're still stuff. here, yeah. So I was talking. I was on mute. Sorry, oh, yeah. it, was Le- it was a Leon bus that got uh, attacked. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, again, you know, and I know we do get hit up about football and stuff like that. But when stuff like that happens, it just makes you realise that yeah, people, we we just need to calm down a bit. I mean, I, you know, gladly I don't think he was seriously injured, but you don't want to see you know the sights that we saw with his, you know, all the blood over his face and and and. And hands that we saw shocking no it's awful now the before we get onto the quiz the winner of the men's ballon d'or has been announced yeah and is is it lionel messi it is indeed yeah any any comments joke that, that, i thought it was, gonna, it. I saw it was harry Maguire, wasn't it <laughs> yeah it to me it just feels a bit farcical that, that yeah. he's been given it he's clearly not been the best player in the world there have been other players who are more, in my opinion, unless, uh, I'm right or wrong, but there's other players who are more deserving. Yeah. We've got a whole episode. It's been a bit of a farce, um, I think, the last few years since Ronaldo and Messi started their dominance of it. Um, don't think it's right. But anyway, that will take us into a segue into a quiz in a minute. This absurd thing that we want to talk about, we'll go into a quiz. But before we do, there's one random football um, thing that's happened on a quiz show um, over the last week and I want to ask you guys a question and you might have seen it so you might know the answer but on the chase are you familiar with a chase hosted by Bradley Walsh I love that show I've Who, never uh, seen it apparently he used to play football I think for Brentford which I didn't know yeah um, but anyway the question came up on the chase and I was a bit surprised at the answer um, and the question was in football if a direct free kick goes straight into a team's own goal, what is awarded to the opposing team? So if you have a direct free kick and you kick it backwards and it goes in your goal, what what is the decision? And the answers were, is it A, a goal, B, an indirect free kick, or C, a corner? Corner. I was going to say, the fact that it's a bizarre question, yeah, I was going to say corner because it's gone over the line, but it won't yeah, be yeah. a goal because it's gone into your own goal. 
So I yeah. wanted to give a corner. Yeah, the answer was a corner, which obviously left everyone a bit gobsmacked because everyone thinks if you kick the ball into your own net, then it's a um, an own goal, right? That, that's what's given. Yeah. But yeah, the answer is, is a corner. Bizarre. Bizarre. There we go. Damn, yeah. we've won the chase. Yeah, is over. We, won, we won the chase. <laughs> Bradley Walsh was a bit gobsmacked because he'd obviously been playing football and he, he didn't know, know that ball. And I didn't know that ball. If, if that's I one of those ones it. surely can never happen, right? Well, you'd be surprised, wouldn't you? If it, if it Surely, you can never have happened. Right, okay, so we're going on to the quiz, and this week's quiz is about the Ballon d'Or 2023 nominees. Um, I've got a list of 1 to 30, and as you saw me struggle before this quiz, I was struggling to get them into an Excel document, so you might <laughs> so have to do a little bit easy, of yeah? scrolling. There's, there's, there's numbers between 1 and 30. I'm going to give you five each. And if, we, if we're tied after five, then uh, we'll, we'll go on further. Okay. So I will give you the club and the country um, mm. that they play for. The one thing I will struggle, uh, I need to check, is that club <laughs> and country That club and country combination might come up twice, right? And I'll try and do a quick check. So if you give me... I thought we were just going to say names. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. I think you struggle with some names. No, not the names. I'm not worried about the names. But, you know, if if we said, like, I don't know, Tottenham in England, there, there's a couple of players that fall into that category, not nominated, but there's a couple of English players that play for Tottenham. Um, so there, there might be some combinations, but we'll go, we'll cross that bridge when and if we come to it. So, Dave, I am going to ask you to go first. Um, so a number between 1 and 30. 27. Oh, I knew you were going to do my number. <laughs> I was going to write it down. Oh, that's, um, that's unbelievable. Um, Arsenal and England. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal and England. So the, these yeah. are players, not goalkeepers, I'm assuming. So Bukayo Saka. Bukayo Saka, correct. Yes. Dan, one for you. 30. 30 yeah. is Real Madrid and Brazil. Uh, Vinicius. Vinicius. You have to say it correctly to get the point. C I N. Yeah, Vinicius Jr., correct. Oh, Vinicius uh, Jr., yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, your, your shot. 29. Man City and Portugal. Silver. Silver, correct. So that's 2 1 to Dave. Um, Dan, your shot. 28. <laughs> 28, Liverpool and Egypt. Uh, Mohamed Salah. Correct. That's 2 This is a bit too easy for you guys. Right, Dave? 26. Oh, my word. <laughs> Doesn't it keep make it easier for you if we keep it in the same area? <laughs> Man City and Spain. City and Spain. Rodri. Correct. I was worried about that one. Dan. One. (laughs) Man City and Argentina. City and Argentina. Argentina, I can't speak. Yeah, yeah. Lucky we're not asking you for pronunciation of the country. Alvarez, Alvarez, Alvarez. Correct, Dave. I'm, I'm generally surprised he made the top 
30. He's a really good player, but... Here we go. Um, 25. 25. <laughs> <laughs> um, Napoli and Nigeria. Oh. Awesome, man. Yes, correct. I would, I would never have got that. Okay. Um, Dan. Who? Two. Scroll to the other end of the list. Oh, you should get this one. Should I? Because it's from your portfolio, Inter Milan and Italy. Wouldn't work. Inter Milan and Italy. I really put the pressure on by saying you should what? get it. What? Yeah, I don't know. Italy. Inter Milan. Oh my word! I'm having a brain freeze here. Inter Milan and um, no, it won't be him. Oh, this is embarrassing. The only one I can think of is... Does he even play for... Barella? Barella, correct. Very good. You really milked that response. You knew that from the start, <laughs> didn't you? You play-acted the whole of that. <laughs> right, Dave. 15. Oh, no, not dead centre. I want to hear the word Tottenham. I uh, know it won't be Tottenham anyway, will it? I mean, my by Aston Villa, Argentina. Martinez. One of your favourites. <laughs> um, Dan. Four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Al Itihad and France. Oh, I know this one. Oh. Got to score this to stay in the game. Oh. Maybe just, Dave, when you edit this, Kante. put some like. It'll be Kante. Who, sorry? Kante. Oh, no. Uh, no, Dave. Well, no, that's my answer, but Dave's shaking. I said no because Dave's shaking his head. No. No, it's not Kante. It is. He, he won uh, it last. He won Ballon d'Or last season or last year. Yeah. Karen Benzema. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. So on the last kick, so that's five four. I thought that was uh, yeah. fairly good. That was very good. Oh. Yeah, well, well done, well Lucky done, Dave. Dave. Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Um, the only other thing about Ballon d'Or, which probably I should mention, is there was a few people from the women's game complaining that it's being hosted tonight because not many of them can be there because they're on international camp at the moment. Okay. Which I thought, thought was an interesting complaint because yeah, yeah. that's obviously, you know, you can plan around that sort of stuff, can't you? But um, yeah. yeah. So a lot I, of definitely yeah. the women's players can't be there because um, they are elsewhere otherwise engaged. I think given the way the football calendar is, I think it's going to be increasingly difficult to plan yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I think, don't you think it should be at the end of the season? I think yes. it's weird having this competition in October. When, I completely agree. Have it in June, like when the season's wrapping up, and then you, you know, and especially was, there was no World Cup in June either. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that concludes um, this week's Just Football. Um, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, has anyone got any lasting comments before we uh, sign out? Just shout out. to Joey Fitz from two, uh, Game Club Pod and Two Blokes from Blighties and the chaps at Seismic Cinema for me. Yeah, and from me, 
Um, check out a band called The Good Earth, who are releasing a, a new single next month. Um, so the, the actual drummer is one of my neighbours, so I'd say I'd uh, offer to plug it for him. Okay. They're on Twitter called The Good Earth Band, so check them out. They're from the 80s and releasing a new album very soon. Okay, well, let's, actually, let's share that for my account then as well. Yeah, and actually, I was just going to say, check out the pictures on Instagram of us as spooky footballers because I, I think they look bloody amazing. Yeah, quite lifelike, I felt as well. Yeah, I, I tried to go with um, to make them as similar to us as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, please have a look. We're on Instagram, most pictures have been posted. We'll post it on um, X um, shortly as well. But um, until next week. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Just Football. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please share with your friends and family. We're available on all podcasting platforms and you can follow us on X at Just Football Pod. In the meantime, keep your head up and your eyes on the ball.